You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 28. This episode is brought to you by Murphy Brothers Entertainment, the family that parties together stays together. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. The, the worst thing short of death that could happen from that fight is talking like Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I agree So then you. choosing talking like Mike Tyson would probably be a bad uh, return on my investment. Derek and Steve present... The last time I heard Luke, it wasn't Ooh. too friendly. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that, Derek. Um, <laughs> you had, well, yes, you to think I was going to talk about Brexit. I'm going to roast you. <laughs> so can they go Brack, or are, are there no Braxies? Braxies? <laughs> no Brack, no take Brack. <laughs> no take <laughs> Yeah, I'm back. It's my fifth time. I gotta start scheduling more things on Monday nights. <laughs> this is your Monday night. Exactly. We'll have yeah, you're right. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 28 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek. This is Steve. Steve, what's going on today? Derek, what is up? How are you? Nothing. I'm I'm doing well. What's going I'm on today? Well. Was that your? That was what's your question? going on today? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I just. Re- uh, what are your two favorite ice cream toppings? Two favorite ice cream toppings, probably caramel sauce. Ew. And uh, and toppings. I'm not a big toppings guy, actually. Um, whipped cream, caramel sauce, whipped and whipped cream. cream. Wow, you yeah. may be the lamest. That may, those may be yeah. the two lamest things you could say. That's like yeah. an answer my grandma would uh, say. I like ice cream flavors. I don't. I'm not really big on toppings. Oh, I'm a toppings guy all the way. I don't do much toppings. It's got to be Oreo crumbles and Reese's crumbles. Yeah. I have the, I I just I I generally go with flavors that have that instead of going toppings with those. I don't know. I never go through the trouble to crumble up Oreos and put them on top of my ice cream. You don't I have just, to I do it. It's like when you're when you're at like the buffet of toppings, well, you just I, walk right by. I I don't I don't go to buffet of ice creams very often. Well, you are not going to the right places. I just my buy man. I just buy the flavors and then I or, or I go to like JP Licks and just get the get the flavors they have. So wow. Well, not the answer I was expecting that question. So I'm glad I asked it. <laughs> so episode 28 of you heard it here second. Um, coming up today, we have three periods instead of four quarters, uh, potentially a little shorter of a show, but some big topics because we didn't have an episode last week, uh, because of the 4th of July. So we're working on a two week gap here where a pretty good amount of stuff. Well, I shouldn't say that much stuff happened, but some big news happened. Big news, but not, uh, a, I would say a not a big lot. quality, yeah. not big quantity. Yeah. It was one of the biggest sports stories of the year, obviously. Um, but Quantity-wise, not too much. So this might not be too long of an episode, but uh, in the first quarter, we have a few random things for you. Something that was funny that happened over the break, uh, something, and then two movie reviews. Uh, second period, we have a new HBO show that we're going to talk about, and we won't give really many spoilers on it, but we'll give our take on it on the first episode. Yep. You guys, uh, can, we're not going to do any spoilers the first episode because... We may continue talking about it depending on how it is. Right. And if you'd like to watch along, it is so yeah. far spectacular. Yeah, so we're going to recommend that you watch along, I think. But for this episode, we won't spoil anything. We'll just kind of talk about the show at a high level. Uh, and then the third period, we'll do sports. Uh, obviously, the big news story with Kevin Durant, uh, the NBA free agency in general, crazy contracts being given out, uh, and then a few other random sports topics. So uh, without further ado, we'll get into the first quarter. And the first topic we have is one of the wide receivers on Steve's favorite football team. All right. So the basic uh, backstory behind this, Lewis Murphy, um, a, a third or, or fourth wide receiver, sometimes slot receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, very good player, um, went to a wedding. One of his good friends was married in Florida, and th- they had the wedding at the Flagler Museum. Um, Lewis Murphy proceeded to drink at a wedding which you do you do that. Um, he got a little drunk he walked into the garden 
He fell asleep. Um, he woke up. Everyone in the wedding was gone. Uh, he was locked in the museum. He couldn't get out. He eventually had to break open uh, like a security desk and call someone. Um, and his 911 call is uh, has been leaked, and it is pretty funny. So we're gonna let we're gonna listen to it now and let you guys listen to it because it's pretty funny. All right, here we go. So Lewis Murphy calling 911, being trapped in the museum at his friend's wedding. 911, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, I honestly don't know where I'm at, but I'm at his wedding, and I'm stuck in the building. Okay, are you, are you, um, what part of the building are you in? Do you know? Um, no, I don't know. Okay, I was, I, I was part of a wedding. I fell asleep. I'm at this, uh, I'm at one white hallway, Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. Is there anybody else in the building with you? No, ain't nobody here. I'm, I'm like locked in the building. Okay. I cut my hand opening up one of the windows. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I cut my hand. My hand bleeding. Okay. Do you need paramedics, or you just need to get out? I need to get out. Okay. What well, do you want medics for your hand, or no? No, it's just a little cut, but it's bleeding though. My you phone died. Did your phone die? Yeah, my cell phone done died. Oh. I done broke into this one little spot. I don't know where exactly I'm at, but I'm inside this one building. Okay. And I had a phone. I seen I found the phone. So it was at the Flagler Museum. That's where you went to the wedding? Yes, yes. And then I went out during the wedding. I went out to, like, the little... uh like a little garden, and I just, you know, end up falling asleep in the garden. And then I woke up, and all the doors were locked. So then um, I basically kicked through one of the doors and broke my, my hand bleeding. And then uh, I found the phone and died, so I found this phone. Okay. And I'm going to call you. Uh, I rode in the uh, in the uh, party party bus. Okay, so you were part of the wedding party. Okay. Yeah. I'm a groomsman. Oh, you're a groomsman. Okay. How was the wedding? Good. The wedding was the wedding was good. Okay. Good, but now I'm kind of upset because I think they all at the I think they're all partying and I'm. Oh. Well, okay. Well, we're gonna get you some help. I think I'm in like the main. I see I'm in the main part of the flagging museum. Okay. It's already one fifteen in the morning, so I'm not sure if the wedding party, what time the wedding party was over. Yeah, I, th- I got kind of drunk and I fell asleep. Okay, well that's okay. At least you're able to get to a phone. I've been yelling, screaming. And there's nobody. Yeah, we're contacting security now. I don't know where their office is, but... um. You know, they usually do their rounds, but apparently, you know. Hey! Hey! What's up, man? There he is. Okay. All right, right, perfect, Lewis. Have a good night. How you doing, man? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so there you go. Yeah, so that's it. (laughs) Uh, I just thought it was funny. He got super drunk, and he's like, I got yeah, kind of drunk. I got kind of drunk, <laughs> fell asleep. In the garden. <laughs> of the museum. 
<laughs> I cut my hand trying to get in this thing. He said he broke it on a window. Um, he I think he was trying to get into like a security office. Oh, so he like broke in so he could reach the the yeah. phone. Right, right. Um, but his phone done died. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough situation to be in. I don't know. I don't know what else you do. Um, yeah, you gotta you, try. You definitely like ride a dinosaur. <laughs> you touch a lot of stuff that says "Do not touch." Like, how often are you in a museum? Yeah, they alone? they kick everyone out of the museum before they close it. They yeah. don't they don't leave people in there. And what a nice guy! He like called the and the woman on the phone was really nice. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry." He's like, "Yeah, everyone's <laughs> partying." Those are the, those are the funniest parts when the woman was sim- sympathetic for yeah, him, and he was just like, like sad. Oh. Like, he how's, was, how's the wedding? He wasn't like upset or mad. He was just kind of sad. He was missing the party. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a groomsman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. How was the wedding? <laughs> wedding was good. Wedding was good. <laughs> yeah. So just a little fun thing to to brighten your day. Also sports related, which is good. Um, and it's always nice to talk about the Bucks because yeah. that's about the best publicity the Bucks <laughs> get, uh, especially during the off season. Right. There's not much going on during the off season. So hey, no. Bucks are in the headlines. That's yeah. all you can ask making, for. Making news. <laughs> that's all you care and about. It's, and it's funny news. Um, so that is it for the uh, little funny part. Now we have two more uh, elements in the first period that we're going to go through, which are two movie reviews that we've watched since our last uh, podcast. So we'll start with one of the ones that Murph talked about on our show a while ago with the Oscars, and that's Room, which was one of the Oscar nominations. I think it won some awards. Mm-hmm. Did it? I don't recall if it won... It didn't win Best Picture, I don't believe, but it, it won some awards. I think Brie Larson won some some awards for her acting performance in that. So, um, um, so she won Best Actress. She did, okay, yeah, that's, that's which right. is I think deserved. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of the um, Oscar nomination movies, uh, but um, it was nominated for Best Picture, nominated for Best Director, right. nominated for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay. But um, she did win Best Actress, which right. is cool. So there will be a few spoilers here for Room. Uh, so if you if you don't want to hear them, I, I would skip ahead a little bit. But so basically, Room, uh, as Murph had discussed on our show, uh, Brie Larson is the main character. Her son Jack is also phenomenally acted for a little five five or six year old kid. Um, very good acting job by him. And so they're basically in captivity, uh, being held in captivity for the first seven years of. Uh, or sorry, for the first five years of Jack's life and for seven years that uh, Brie Larson's character um, is, is in captivity. And so eventually they break out and the, the movie kind of is half about them trying to break out and then half about, about adjusting to the world afterwards. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, uh, if you were to say describe, like the, you, it's a lot of emotion. It's intense. You, there's a lot of feels. Yeah. Tons of feels. It's intense. Um, there's a... It was one of the first it's, times I was watching a movie, and I like stood up and yeah, walked around. Like I could not sit still. Yeah, it's, it had like a Game of Thrones anxiousness to it. Not um, even, like more anxious well, because the peak of it. Like because there was very yeah. little actual action. Right. So it was right. all just like just build, tense. building, building, building. Ugh. Yeah, and a lot of the you know particularly in the first half with them trying to break out of captivity, a lot of of anxious moments because because. So, so the way the movie goes, and I think it was good for me not having known too much about the movie going into it, because yeah. I have, like, this could be one of those movies that they're in captivity the whole time until they the ending is that they break free. Yeah. You know, you don't know, you know, if you don't know much about the movie, you don't know when they're going to break free. So it kind of keeps you on edge a little bit each time they're trying to get out, um, yeah. having a little uncertainty. It was so. very, like, weirdly realistic, like yeah. scary realistic. Yeah. And I don't like it. I mean, I <laughs> loved the movie, but when some... One of our friends said, "Like, what's the the like? Descri- we said there's a lot of feels. Which feel is most prominent? It's 
anxiety. Like that's the number one word. It's definitely anxiety, hundred um, percent. I know that's not a glowing review to watch it. Oh yeah, it's this is not a this is not a easygoing like. He's not a Sunday. Enjoy movie. your Sunday movie. Yeah, yeah, this is an intense like. You know, you're gonna have a a a deep and heavy movie experience when you yeah, watch it for sure. Um, and you're gonna be engaged by it. But yeah, I mean, it's. It's like it's you know pretty average length movie two hours long it it feels longer because of that I think it felt longer than two hours it felt longer than two hours um, not necessarily in a bad way I mean I mean it was it was gripping for most of it um, so anyway let's get to our reviews our ratings so okay. what do you give it for Steve Nicholas Avocados so Steve Nicholas Avocados um, we were pretty close on this I think I gave it an eighty six yep eighty six percent Steve Nicholas Avocados I want to say certified guac I'm a little uh, my I have a gray area on what's certified guac and what's not. Um, I think it's a wonderful movie, expertly done, well acted. Um, too too tense for me. I couldn't like. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So I'm gonna say certified guac, but it only got an 86. Um, percent I've got a few comments on it, but I'll let you yeah. you say what you got. Yeah. So for uh, Derek Dragon Fruit, it's gonna get 84. <laughs> percent um, which is, I think, just shy of being certified Bataille Colada. Oh, just missed it. Uh, j- just barely missed. Uh, 85, I think, is my minimum for that. So very close. Uh, very good movie. I-, I think the only problem with it for me was that it was a little bit slow in the second half once they were in the real world. Um, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's an intriguing element of the movie. Like, it just, like you know, that that's a fascinating uh, kind of perspective and storyline for a movie is that this kid who has no idea what the world is like, like he was told that everything was fake basically to, to be yeah. able to keep him, you know, in check and be able to handle him as opposed to trying to explain what's actually going on to a yeah. three year old. You know, you can't do that. So he eventually turns five and now he's hit with all this stuff that is the real world. And so it's fascinating, but it also kind of moved slowly in comparison to the first half of the movie, which was like very tense and, and, anxious so the one thing i'll say is i was expecting it to be like this it's this terrible like situation and then they escape and like i'm more interested in in how the mom adjusts not really the kid and you're expecting this like oh everyone's so happy to see her it's so amazing like how do they adjust they're living their real lives and it's just as it's kind of just as painful as the first half of the movie um because it's i mean it's not easy. It's very yeah. realistic. Yeah. It's it's all these things that I wouldn't consider and then they're happening and it's but it's just it doesn't <laughs> the movie's a constant yeah, it downer. Did, it, yeah, it, yeah. There's bright it, spots, it there's beautiful bright spots, but it is I thought like, oh, they escaped. Wow. Like let's let's hear about her meeting her family exactly. again. Like even like that kind of stuff is not yeah. the happiest moment. Yeah. It's just and, uh, and and the one thing that wasn't realistic, I think, and this is and we'll move on from this after this. Um, the one thing that I didn't find realistic was when she's doing the TV interviews, the questions that the TV oh, reporter yeah. is asking her are so <laughs> ludicrously ridiculous. And then no one's stopping and, her. And she has a team of lawyers with her yeah. like, like to try to make sure that the, the questions are in line. And then the questions that she gets are just absurd. Like, and, and that, that was another thing that was just a slight problem for me is that like that she was at, she was being asked these really insensitive questions that then led to her trying to take her own life like i mean yeah. like very shortly after that after the reporter had asked her about about that she actually does she tries to and so yeah. it's like that was like a very i don't know that i didn't that didn't fit in with the rest of the movie for me was that reporter just being kind of unrealistically yeah, it just like felt i don't know it felt yeah. weird and her answers were weird as they yeah. should be yeah. she was in her, a terrible yeah. situation her answers but like, were, yeah but it's just like it's not what you expect yeah it's, it, you which it, which is a good thing because right. you're expecting right. this beautiful 
like they're living their lives outside of captivity now, but it's really yeah. realistic. Yeah. It hits you with some stuff you're not thinking about. Yeah. And, and I think in particular, maybe this is defeating the purpose of this review, but if you go into the movie not knowing really anything about it, I think that's the best viewing experience because yeah. you don't, you, first so, of all, you don't even know what's going on in the beginning either. Hopefully you haven't seen it and <laughs> yeah. skipped past this because yeah. <laughs> we told you everything about it. Exactly. Um, so that's Room. Uh, and the second movie is Popstar, which is bit, 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 a, bit, a little bit... <laughs> A little bit less intense and less deep than way than less room. deep. Um, so, Popstar is a Sunday movie. Um, oh gosh, is it? I think so. It's well, like a well, it at least qualifies. It's like a daycare it's, movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Popstar. Uh, spoilers ahead. No, no real spoilers in this movie. You can't spoil this movie. Um, so, it, it's an Andy Samberg movie, and it's basically the Lonely Island. It's the, a lot yeah. of the songs it's are, those, and it's those three guys. It's those three guys, and and they don't play the Lonely Island in the movie, but for all intents and purposes, they kind of do. Um, they're they're a, a pop group, um, and so I won't bother with a plot summary. Don't I do mean, it. What, what do you? What, what, okay, what was so your takeaway? It's it's good enough. It's good enough is what I'll say. Because everyone, I think everyone's rooting for Andy Samberg. There, I don't. There, there's not yeah. a lot of people who are anti Andy Samberg. He's like a a harmless Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like everyone kind of wants him to succeed before he like sells out, and everyone dislikes him. So him doing this with the Lonely Island is great. Everyone wants it to succeed. There's definitely some hilarious parts. Yeah. But overall, it's just like a, a really dumb SNL skit. Yeah. Like, it could have been an <laughs> SNL skit. It, it could have yeah, been an SNL a, short. It, it was a, yeah. It felt like a prolonged SNL short. Uh, like, you, you get 10 minutes into the movie, and you feel like you've watched the movie at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, like you said, some hilarious parts. Um, the songs are hilarious. The songs, the, the are, songs are good The songs are spectacular, except yeah. for the last song, which I was yeah. kind of bummed about. Yeah. But you're right. Overall, like... As a group, the Lonely Island is spectacular. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. Yeah, and so and that kind of fed itself into making this movie great. Yeah. Is that the songs are funny and they make sense. The, the last song really should have been like the like the banger of the group. Like yeah, the, when that, they, that last song should have had like with the buildup of the movie, the last song should have been like an actual hit, like yeah. like a song that we would listen to. Exactly, we would like, never listen to that last song. Yeah, um, but but yeah, overall, um, you know, it was funny. So. I gave it a sixty. Um, Derek Dragonfruit's not obviously not certified, um, <laughs> but yeah, I gave it a sixty because I liked it. It was funny. Um, you know, it's it's for for me to drop below fifty percent. I have to like to to recommend somebody not watch it for it to be under fifty. Yeah. So so it's just over fifty. I wouldn't go out of my way to tell someone they need to watch it at all. But it's you know uh, it's 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 funny. It's got your it gives you la- some laughs. I weird you know, I passively weird, watch it. I was gonna say I weirdly agree with that. Like. I try to give low. I try to give a wide range of scores because I feel like if you rate everything in the '80s, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. But I gave it a 55 percent, just because for almost for the same reason. Because I would never say don't watch it. Yeah. Like if you're in, if you want to watch a dumb Andy Samberg <laughs> movie, there's a few out there that you could probably do worse. Um, so <laughs> it's yeah. not. It's no hot rod. <laughs> it's definitely not certified. But uh, right. I, I 55 percent. Watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah. It's it's just okay. Yeah. The the song. If you want to pick up the album, I guarantee that's the songs, worth it. The, the songs are definitely better than the oh movie. my the gosh. The songs were the best part of the movie. I've downloaded a few of them and they're great. They're yeah. not just good songs. They're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's the best thing about it is that their songs are are not they they they're they're legit they're legitimately produced songs that sound good and then but they're should just we, they're should hilarious. we try to play one? Are we allowed um, to? We can we can check we can check. Yeah, right. we'll play one in the final drive. We'll, okay. we'll play one underneath I the like final it. drive. Um. So. So that's it. That's it for the first quarter. Two movies and uh, Lewis Murphy getting locked in the museum. So uh, that brings us to the second 
uh, period, excuse mm -hmm. me, not quarter, period. Um, and that is going to be the new show that we discussed. So we're a lot of TV and movies in this episode, but yep. um, The Night Of. So this is the show, the Sunday night HBO show. Um, it, I believe, and actually we didn't ver I didn't verify this beforehand, but you might have said something about it. Is True Detective done? True Detective's it, done. It's, it's axed. It's, def okay. it's definitely axed. They've considered bringing it back as like with the original cast, right? With Woody Harrelson but and it, Matthew. But this season, it's not. This season this, is not happening. The night of yeah. is the replacement. The night for of True is the Detective. replacement, and I'm sure you guys have all seen the commercials. If you watch Game of Thrones or own HBO, they play the they play the trailer every 30 seconds. It says nothing at right. all. The trailer yeah, at all. Um, and we got to watch the first episode. It's certainly enlightening. It is. Yeah. So so what I think, and again, so we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil anything except for the basic premise premise of which, the show you, and like which, the first few minutes of the episode, which you would know, you could guess the premise based yeah. on the first thirty minutes, probably. Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. But basically, what we're saying is, before any of the real action starts, we're not gonna spoil anything yeah. beyond that. So, right. um, so the main character is Nas, who's a um, he's Pakistani. He's a Pakistani college kid who, you know, they don't go into much detail about that, but he's good family kid. Good, yeah, good family. He's obedient, like good family boy. Lives with his parents and his brother, um, and so he basically gets a little rebellious and he wants to go to a party with with the with the with team, the basketball team. with the basketball yeah. team, and uh, and so you know his his friend backs out and he, uh, he you know he, he takes his dad's car without his his permission to go to this party. Yeah. So that's kind of how the episode kicks off and how things start to, the plot starts to settle yeah. in. So it that. turns out to be, and and you'll know this, but um, something bad happens right. and um, he's potentially blamed for it. He, he's a suspect. Right. Um, it goes into, you, so you see the whole night, which is cool. I, I like yeah. that. So it, there's a, there's a very small portion of the night, that is missing, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where all the questions arise. Right. But other than that, you see the full night. Yeah. So you see like f maybe three or four potential other suspects. Yeah. Throughout his night. Right. And it's very it's a very slow build. Like yep. not a ton it's a is long, happening. It's a long. It's a, and this is a mini series, so this isn't like a one hour. This was an hour and twenty minutes. I yeah. think. It's so about you'll, 80 minutes. we'll get to see an ending to this yeah. this season, which is nice. Right. Um. So he it, it all goes about what happens that night. Who's involved and and he's getting pinned and he's a dumb idiot. He is. This is he's one of the so worst. Dumb. This is maybe the worst decision maker in the history of, it's of television. It's embarrassing. Premieres. Like n almost negative survival instincts. Yeah, <laughs> he does every wrong. Like if you if you were watching it and you were like, okay, let me try to guess what would be the worst thing to do here. Yeah. Mm. So he that, does it. Yeah. So that's the big spoiler right there. So as you're watching yeah. this now that we've told you that, you can basically predict what's going to happen in the entire episode because, because he does at, at every juncture, whatever the wrong choice is, he, he's going to make that. Yeah. So but because he's like that, what what they want you to think he's like a dumb kid. Yeah, he's nervous. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. Um. Yeah. So he's in a lot of trouble. Right. He's in a very. Uh, he's in a pickle. Yeah. He's he, in a tough pickle. He, he gets in a pickle, and so um. I think moving forward, so that we won't really touch more on the plot because that's about as much as we'd want to say. You know, we wouldn't want to start giving things away. So, um, as far as the show overall, I think for me, there's a couple things. There's a couple reasons why I think this has a lot of promise. Yeah. Um, the first, what you just mentioned, is that it's a miniseries, and miniseries tend to have closure. I, I mean, miniseries don't. They tend to be written already. They're already written. They and also there there are some clues that I was talking about with you off air that suggest this was written a while ago as well. Yeah. Um, these, are, these aren't even really spoilers, but there are a few NBA conversations in the episode that are kind of funny. 
and they're they're clearly written or what maybe they're just being ironic or and writing it now yeah. you know w- pretending like it's a while ago but they're clear they're definitely written about some outdated things in the NBA like references to Amari Stoudemire and things like that yeah um but so anyway so it's it's already written probably um and, and it's not going to be in a situation where a TV show gets popular and it's like well let's cash in on this yeah. you know that's how TV shows work is that they gain a lot of traction and, i mean true detective po- season 2 like yeah, True Detective terrible. season one was a hit, so season two, you know, they probably hadn't even planned out what season two was going to be before season one happened because they didn't know if it was going to continue. So miniseries tend to have better closure in that regard. So I'm optimistic there. And then the other thing that you said is that we see the whole night, we see a lot of different possibilities, we see suspects, we see clues. Um, I- it feels like a show that might, you know, I, I guess I'm I'm being optimistic here, but it feels like a show that might tie the things together and have the hints in there that you that you can look at as a viewer and put them together. This may also be optimism, but I feel like it's a show where you could watch it with someone and try to pick out clues that will make sense at the end yeah. of the show. Like you can I, I rewatched it cuz um one of our roommates hadn't seen it, so mm-hmm. I rewatched it with them and started nitpicking all the little things that were mm-hmm. going on and they probably will mean nothing, but, but it's it's definitely yeah. a show where if you pay close attention, you can probably figure some stuff out yeah. which is really cool yeah and so i guess uh we could make we could mention a few clues that caught our eye no we'll do you that we'll so do that, yeah, do that next week let's yeah, see where yeah. the show goes because yeah. we're not even sure if if the next episode's going to be yeah we don't have, we have more no of the story court stuff or court or like, stuff yeah. or like yeah exactly so yeah, we're right. not really sure where it's going to go it may be like uh, a personal piece on like this kid's life after that right, right. rather could, than it could like fill in backstory or rather yeah. than actually like trying to solve the so we don't know right right well, yeah, yeah we don't know what it is so the name again the name is the night of so it it suggests it suggests that maybe this whole miniseries is about that night but uh, you never know it could be about the kid's life moving forward like you said so um so yeah that that's it that's, that's the new hot yeah, tv show on the streets and, and it's i mean rave reviews for the not just us like uh, pretty critically it's been acclaimed for the first episode and yeah you know, it's it's a big deal. HBO HBO needs you know it needs a non Game of Thrones Sunday night hit. You know, it, I, I mean, I mean, Game of Thrones th- or uh, HBO is kind of stringing us along. Like every time we think they're they're running out of stuff, they pop yeah. back up with something yeah. good, which and, is unbelievable. Which is how you're supposed to run yeah. a, a a network is yeah. if you can keep people watching the entire yeah. year through. But like, oh no, it's ending. Yeah, and they don't sh- shove us True Detective three. Right. Yeah. They start with something. That is new. one thing they will cut. They will cut things out when it's when it's when it's run its course, and it's you know they don't they don't keep hammering things out there that people aren't enjoying, they aren't liking. So, um, you know that's more reason for optimism. So, but w- one other note about that is that we we notice watching this, and I think you guys, if you watch it, will notice this as well. Much more recent, like much more so in the last probably two years, HBO. Has a very distinct flavor. They're starting to go with, oh, in with their the intros, with their intros, and just in gen- like yeah. certain scenes have so much similarity among multiple different series. Like from the leftovers, True Detective, to this show, there to was the Jinx, there, was to like the Jinx yeah, the Jinx was a little bit more documentary, but yeah. like music and like feel wise, yeah. there's a lot of scenes that have become like pulled from the same playbook, which is which is good and bad. I mean, I kind of like it. I kind of uh, like yeah. that there's a theme, and if if it's good and you hit it right, right. it's it's very cool. Exactly. It's like a, it's like reading a genre of books. Like exactly. If you you either like it or don't, and there's good books and bad books within that genre. But if yeah. if you're doing it right, it's really yeah, good. And HBO's definitely. got some good. I mean, they've yeah. good track record of those type of shows. Exactly. At least. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
Um, so the so night yeah, of, so the two, night two, uh, two thumbs up from, yeah. from the podcasters here. Um, you heard it here second. Hopefully, um, you heard it here first, actually. Yeah, maybe. But, maybe. Um, Although HBO did advertise it pretty heavily, but maybe really they haven't heavily. seen it. Maybe they, maybe yeah. you guys so haven't if, watched it yet. So if that's a show you're getting into, follow us. We may be touching on it. If the next episode yeah. sucks, who knows? But Yeah, we could we could throw it out. But if it if it stays as good as it was last episode, I think you can expect us to talk about it more. So cool. that ends the second period and brings us to the third, which is sports and uh, I won't say a ton of sports topics, but certainly a lot of action since we some big dumb sports since topics. we la- since we last met on this podcast. So, really, this might be the most drastic change um, in my stance on the NBA between two podcast episodes that we've had. Okay. Um, so Kevin Durant signs with the Warriors. What? Yeah, that happened. Yeah. No. Um, the last podcast episode we had, I I don't remember. I think the finals were over, right? The finals were over. Something. We had one yeah, episode yeah. after yep. the finals yep. ended. So, you know, the week of the finals, I was a huge Warriors fan, as we covered. Yes, you were. I, I, I don't, everyone knows I don't like LeBron James very much. Um, I wanted the Warriors to win the championship. Sucks. Um, Sucks to suck. In part, in part, in hindsight, because I didn't want Kevin Durant to sign there as well. As You know, in hindsight, that's another reason I wanted the Warriors to win. And we stand here two weeks later, and... There is not a team in sports that I despise more than the Golden State Warriors yes. at this point. They're public enemy number one. Cool. They've somehow, somehow managed to soften my dislike for LeBron James. I don't like I, that's on the back burner at this. You point. just look. You were looking for any excuse to soften. Your I mean, I, I was looking for an excuse to soften it. You yes. love LeBron, um, just like no, everyone. So else. I'll never be a LeBron fan, but I certainly his the hatred for LeBron has gone down a notch after this because I am just. I, I am appalled by what's going on here with, so with Durant are, and the Warriors. So are you appalled by Kevin Durant? Because can't like can Not you be? Really? No, you can't. I, I mean, so so here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's been a lot of Durant apologists out there who are who are defending his decision. You know, he can do what he wants. He can chase rings. You know, that's all true. That's fine. Um, I just I think I expect a little more out of the best of the best guys. I, I think. I think that ring chasing is for someone who's 35 at the end of their career who's really put in the work and not been able to get a ring. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to turn and I don't want to reflect this back to LeBron because I, I think Durant's decision was worse than LeBron's by a lot. I think I, I think LeBron legitimately never had anything built around him in Cleveland. I, yeah. I mean, he never. He's he, yeah. You could say that he should have stayed there longer, but. He just no, there was no progress being made. No, they were not building a team around him. There was no real chance. You, like he was just kind of yeah. banging his head against yeah. the wall in, Cle- in his first round. Of I don't think you can say the same thing about Kevin Durant. Um, this team was extremely good this year. Kevin Durant was part of the reason they blew that lead against the Warriors uh, in the Western Conference Finals. They they've drafted extremely well. They ha- they paired him with a superstar. They also had James Harden in, in that organization as well. Yeah. Like like they have uh, people forget easily that Kevin Durant couldn't win with Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Serge Ibaka. He's never won one? He's never won one. No, yeah. he's gotten there uh, once, and he lost to LeBron. I yeah. think the, the LeBron with the Heat uh, beat the Thunder, I believe. So, you know, Durant got there. He, he got close. Um, I so, don't know. It's For me, it's, it's tough because I – on one side of the coin, I was hoping he was coming to the Celtics. So I can't sit here and say that I think he's a villain for leaving. Um, I th- it was really the Warriors that I thought was the one place that I would be kind of appalled by his decision. It was just Golden State because, for me, it's just that is the rivalry, or at least I think it was. I mean, to lose to that team in seven games in the Western Conference Finals, the team that won 73 games, 
I don't know. It, to me, it, it's, it just feels like a soft move to me. I think any other any other destination would have been more acceptable. I agree with you, and I'm going to play devil's advocate a tiny bit here, but like, who like who anointed this the hardest road is the best road theory? Like, If you got yeah. a great job offer to be the most successful person in your field at whatever job you're at, I know it's sports, it's a competition, it's what we want because yeah. we're fans and we want drama, but he, if he has the opportunity be, to be... To go down in history, like he, well, he, right. he, you can either try your hardest to and like m- take the hardest road just to be a martyr, or try to be the best at your job, which is to win championships. Yeah, you see, so, I, and that's and that's the reason I can't say. Uh, that's why I can't really, I can't go totally after Durant for making the decision. What I can say is that is that he's taken his, his his the potential of his legacy down a notch by by doing it. So there's nothing wrong with that decision. You know, if he wants, but, if he values getting a championship over in, earning been, a championship, he's then, not like a rookie. He's been in the league a, a pretty long time. Yes, he has. He, he's getting to the point where he would have signed a ma- a pretty big deal wherever he went. Yeah. So he probably would have signed a pretty big deal with most likely the Thunder were the second option. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, for long term, yeah. Yeah. For well, long. Term. Either way, he signed the one and one because he's going to cash in next offseason. Exactly. Because when, 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 when the, yeah. um, but he he said that he's planning to stay in Golden State. So. Yeah. So e- either way, it's going to be a, like wherever he goes is going to be a long time. Yeah. So if you failed multiple times with the same team. Yeah. And saw LeBron do the same thing and switch and win. Yeah. So yeah. So I, you can get. That's what you, I mean. You can pretty easily like not easily obviously, but. You have a much better chance of getting rings. Like I know it's so, it's not the hardest way of doing it. It's yeah, I, it's so a little I, soft, but that's his job, and he went. To, yeah. and that's the best opportunity for him to to do his it job. Is, it, it's th- it's the best chance for him to win a ring, which is which is undeniable. I think. See, see, for me, I think this conversation, um, this conversation would would be different a year ago. I think because because obviously this is comparable to LeBron in a lot of ways. You know, he's he's he left his team that he the only team he had been on to go try to a better situation to win a ring. Yep. I still so I thought this about LeBron then that making that decision lowered his legacy at least a little bit. I mean, LeBron left Cleveland and went to Miami and the impact, you know, winning the championships in in Miami was not at the level that his legacy, you know, could be at if he had won in Cleveland. Yeah. It, it wasn't. He he lowered that potential. Now he went back to Cleveland and won. But so, do you also think him winning rings because he was pretty immature? So not the. I mean, he was young, but he was younger at least. I, I think that if LeBron had never won a ring outside of Miami, he could never be compared to Michael Jordan. I I think I think if he had gone to Miami and won a few rings and he stayed there and, and he only won rings with super teams, he could never have never have even been in the conversation with Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. I think winning with Cleveland this year has allowed him to get back to that. I think maybe you're right, but if he stays in Miami with a super team and wins three or four more championships, then you obviously have to consider him. Maybe. We don't know. I, I mean, c- c- I mean, he is right the now. Legacy, no, but but he went back to Cleveland yeah, and what's put the, that what, team on What's the back? difference playing with a, a pretty good Cleveland team? Not a, not a great yeah. Cleveland team, yeah. but a pretty good team, and or playing with a great team winning three than playing with a pretty good team winning one. I mean, the the difference is that the greatest players in the history of the game didn't didn't do that. This is a new thing in this era. I mean, yeah. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal. None of these guys team hopped to get rings. And so I just think it's I think it's I think it's fine if that's your goal is to get a ring. That's fine. 
and that's why I can't be too critical of him. I just think I, that I he think could have sh- had. I think his legacy could have been more if he if he had decided to take on a bigger challenge to win a ring. I think the ultimate goal in any sport is to get a ring to win for a team. I know win for the team you started with, but what no, it's no, it's not that. So from like I said, any destination but Golden State, I think would have would have been acceptable. I think that it's you can't blame a guy for wanting to leave after staying somewhere for seven or eight years. I think going to even San Antonio is a bigger challenge than if he had gone to Golden State. I mean, this team just won seventy three games. Yeah, and he's going to sit in his press conference and say this is the hardest. They road won seventy three. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. So. <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate. I also don't like that he went to the Warriors. I think it's bad for the NBA. Yeah. I think it makes... It, I mean, why not get rid of the bottom 15 teams? Like, it's <laughs> so stupid. Like, yeah, a little fun fact. Um, after the move, the, the Vegas odds came out on the champion on the championship odds. The Celtics are the fourth highest odds to win the title this year. And the Celtics have no shot to win the title. The fourth highest odds basically has zero shot to win yeah so that that's that speaks to like and that's it was what already it was already a top heavy league it was, and it, yeah, yeah so and, and i don't want to say i'm okay with it but y- it was already a top heavy league like yeah. you know the teams that are going to win you you can pick between four teams every year now it's just two or three maybe yeah. just two um i don't know it's it, it's tough it's pretty polarizing people have strong opinions yeah. on it i'm I'm okay with him doing it. I'm totally fine with him doing it. I just hate the NBA now. I just hate the NBA. Yeah. Not because of him, but because the way the league is structured. It's yeah. just it's like being a fan of any other the team. The way is, the league is, is structured dumb. is what makes this possible and it's what made the super teams possible for the last 10 years is that the uh, for me, I think that every league should be emulating the salary cap structure that football and hockey have, which is much more of a hard salary cap. Yeah. Why can you go over the salary cap? It yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Like you can go over the salary cap with these luxury taxes that none of these billionaire owners care about. Nope. The you know they have there's like bird rights and trade exceptions and all this all this crap in the NBA. These mid level exceptions and stuff. It's like. It doesn't make any sense how how this can happen. And then to to, make, to compile everything on top of each other, now every single quality veteran player who's a free agent in the NBA wants to go play for the Warriors for nothing. Yeah, they want to go play for nothing. I, and, my and that's my best chance at winning a ring is to sign <laughs> with the Warriors. It's yeah, and and that's that's what just compounds the issue even more is that you know maybe I don't know maybe it's me being a little too idealistic and you know not putting myself in their shoes but it's like how come nobody wants to go beat them like they won 73 games ask lebron james what it feels like to beat the warriors yeah you know why does nobody want to go beat them the you know why do they all just want to join them it's i don't know yeah i mean it's a it's a change the the entire everyone in the nba is friends now we've talked about before there's no sports there's no strong rivalries anymore there's or at least there's very few yeah um so if you can play on a team with your friends yeah and, and the, win a championship? Yeah, I don't see why. Yeah, not. and and th- there were reports about that too. Durant's he became good friends with Curry and Iguodala at the at the Olympics a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, this ties back to when we were talking about Kobe Bryant and at the end of his career, um, how we would miss Kobe Bryant a lot. Even though I never liked Kobe because I rooted against him, he, he was great for the league. He represents I mean, like the old league, the, the bad guy, like you hate mean, who hates everyone else. Yeah, except the, himself. the bad guy, not 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 a bad guy because he he's he's celebrates and wins <laughs> a bad guy because he was bad and he hated people and he was he was kind of a jerk yeah and, and he and he embraced that he was like, a bad person yeah, yeah and and like that's what was good about the league you know and i don't know it, it stinks but either way we'll um, see well there, there will be this is definitely a, 
a swing, oh, I especially mean, next year when when salaries explode. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of dumb NBA salaries, but we're going to yeah. talk about it. But I think the next this year and the next two years are going to be very formative years for the NBA. Yeah. To, to kind of see where things are moving because they're not going to survive if it's. I mean, two or yeah. three teams. It, it's it's a. I know it's a stars league. You can get yeah. one player and it'll change your team, but yeah, the, you can't. What's, you can't home grow a good team anymore. Yeah, I, I read an interesting uh, little snippet from an article that was uh, about the kind of the larger impact long term that this signing might have. Yeah, and it's it's funny that it took this. It it took the, you know it's been like this for a while, and it took this level of a super team to actually bring it to the forefront. But apparently this might actually, from what the article I was reading, it could lead to a lockout at the next CBA discussion because owners, you know, the majority of the owners, not the top teams, but the majority of the owners are going to demand salary cap changes that are going to allow them to have a shot at a player like that (laughs) as opposed to the best team in the league getting the player at the max contract. It doesn't even make sense conceptually that it can happen that way, that a team that already has three first-team All-NBA players or or first- or second-teamers can afford a max contract, Kevin Durant. It it doesn't even make sense. So, yeah, it's interesting if this has an impact at the next CBA. I don't know when the CBA is over, but uh, at the next negotiation for it, it could have a big impact on it. And the thing is, like, the other side of the coin is they, they could be bad. You never know. Basketball <laughs> basketball is a finicky sport. You do not know. I, you, you plug in a weird thing here, weird thing there. I, I they're will, not going to be bad, obviously. They're not going to be bad. I will say that I'm not willing to just like give them the title yet. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot that goes into this kind of thing. Draymond Green, by the way, just got arrested. We can plug that in there. He got yeah. arrested today for assault. You know, it, you know, it it just it reminds you a little bit. If if something if Draymond Green either got hurt or you know something like this turned into something bigger and he couldn't play for a while. I mean that team has no front court. I, I mean they they have the best backcourt and wingman in the league, but they they trade they got rid of most of their quality bench players. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that factor into it, and, and not to mention that, you know, in a clutch situation, who who gets the ball? Who's the guy? You know, I I know that might be an overstated problem, but it hurt the Warriors this year. The Warriors didn't have a guy this year. Who you know is it Curry? Is it Thompson? Is it Draymond? The last possession looked like they were running around with their heads cut off. You know, Cleveland knows who the guy is. You know, yeah. The OKC knew who the guy was. You I know, don't. I think that's times. that's looking way too far. They've got four guys. I know it's like if you don't have one, you may have, you may as well like if you yeah. have four, you may as well have none. But the problem is they got have four, four that have never. But Durant's never been a really clutch guy in that situation either. They're not going to need to be clutch, so, man. They're going to. No. They're going to. Well, okay. I hope I they're know. bad. Let's say that. We, we all bad. hope they're bad. So, yeah. um, so that that's pretty much it. NBA contracts. Um, we'll, we'll skip over that. Yeah, they, but they, they were crazy. There's a lot of them, and Mike, the cap's going up. Mike so. Conley, highest paid player of all time in NBA history. NBA history. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right. So last sports topic. Uh, we've been watching the home run derby in front of us as we record this. So just a quick little nugget on the baseball all star game. We talk about all star games from time to time and their format and what needs to change about them. Uh, the baseball star game is still not, I don't think, drawing the attention it needs to. Although I will say, just a little bit of social media browsing tonight, people are watching the home run derby. Home run derby's better. Which is, yeah. The changes they made are good changes. Yeah, and, and I think and the changes were last year, actually. Yeah, they made but them last yeah. year. They put a timer in. They they put some bonuses in there. You you can, it, it's much easier to watch and easier to digest. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's, it's a bracket style. It's a bracket style. So you go up against someone, it's. And it's just so stupid that they can't realize that 
simple changes like this would help baseball in general. Yeah. Like you could you could change baseball and it would be better, but they refuse to do it. Yeah. I don't know exactly what, but it's so slow. Like they put in the the time clock for pitchers. And it doesn't and even. I feel it, like it's I not think even. It's not noticeable, but I think yeah. it's better. It it's like little steps like that. You could change baseball and make it better, and they these purists refuse to do it. Yeah. So the All Star Game is dumb. Yeah. Um, it used to be great. Like I remember you used I, to use because there's all these sluggers like yeah. Mark McGuire. I was wondering like, now it's just a bunch of like yeah I don't know. They're, I, they're, I remember we might have talked about this before. I was wondering about this, but there, there's a number of different explanations that that could be true. But when we were younger, the All Star Games were awesome. Like like I looked forward to every sport. I looked forward to the All Star Game. Now I don't know if it's because the format was was any better. I, I think I think it's just. I think these things grew old. Maybe it's yeah. because of our overexposure to everybody. Like you know, I don't. I I just saw Mark Trumbo the other day uh, when on MLB uh, League Pat or whatever, yeah. MLB TV. I just saw him hit a home run. Like you know, back in the day, a lot of these guys you didn't see them all the time. But I don't know. It's whatever it is. The appeal has been lost a little I, bit. I'm but still sticking with my my theory that all All Star games should be. The all stars of each sport playing, playing a, a different, different sport. A different sport. So like watching these guys play well, each other in five on five th- basketball. Not not quite to that extent, but there was a, a proposal for the home run derby that was kind of along those lines, and it was to have a pitcher home run derby. That'd be cool. Madison Bumgarner, Clayton Kershaw, these guys that can actually rip it. But it would also be it would potentially it would, terrible. Yeah, potentially could, like guys would, going up hitting one home run in yeah, five minutes. Exactly, and and it would probably not be that long lived as far as the interest goes like eventually i think after five years you'd be like okay <laughs> i'm de- like, i want to do have, you, do you ever play like um mlb hits or like mlb the show like 2005 where they there's a bunch of targets in the outfield yeah that, that was another thing i had actually read or them play in like a ch- like not enough stadium then yeah. play in like a like a yeah. china shop and just <laughs> bash stuff you yeah. know like crazy targets incredible things happen when you hit things in the outfield mm-hmm. i know it's They'd have to be yeah. huge targets, and a lot of stuff would have to be going on. But yeah. I think you could make it work. You could make it work. I think so too. There, there are things that could be done. And hey, they made some changes last year, and so maybe they'll just continue every couple of years to make more changes. I've seen a ton of home runs my entire life. Yeah. And these guys are just now. I can see more home runs. Yeah. yeah. And who can hit more? Something's got to be different. I yeah. think. Something's got to give. It's it's got to yeah. It's got to be yeah. Exactly. You have to. It has to be something that isn't what you see all the time. We all see the time. It, these guys hit home runs all the time. Like like you know, like you said, put them in a different stadium, have them hit targets, or have them have them play on a golf course and like have a home yeah. run derby have golf. Them, like, have them hit like, like have them hit base or uh, golf balls. golf balls with a metal bat. Yeah, or, like, see how you know, far see they, if they yeah. can hit it a mile. Like you yeah. know, like the, the, all these random things that like I don't know how. Uh, how far could Giancarlo Stanton hit a golf ball with a metal bat? I have no idea. He I'd would, love to find out. From San Diego, I guarantee he could hit me in the back of the head <laughs> yeah. from here in Boston. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah. So, anyway, the the All-Star Game is, uh, I think, tomorrow uh, or today, I guess, with the podcast uh, airing on Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. I but who cares, know. right? Yeah. It, but the thing is, it matters. It matters <laughs> that's so the problem. much. That's, matters that's so the problem much. in baseball is that it matters a lot. The, the World Series the World the, Series home field advantage rides goes to on win, that, which, which is, is so oh dumb. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's for another day. That, that, yeah. that whole discussion is for another day. So uh, that wraps up the third period in sports, and that is all we have before the final drive. So, final drive. Uh, final drive, you want to kick it off or you want to close it out? Um, I'm going to let you kick it off because I see that you've got uh, another edition of Cozy Book Corner. Cozy Book Corner, that's right. So uh, I 
I will admit I forgot the name of the segment, but now I remember it. It's Cozy Book Corner. Um, and the book that I was reading was Redemption Road. It was good. I just finished it. Uh, had you know, uh, Took a little longer than I was expecting because I forgot how to read. I forgot, <laughs> yeah, I, forgot, I had to relearn how to read. I, I got hooked on phonics and... Uh, after a couple days, I was able to get back to it. Um, I'm giving it a 78 Dragon Fruits. Uh, it was good, but it was not great. Uh, it's a serial, kind of a serial killer uh, crime thriller. Um, it's very gripping for the first like three quarters of it, but then the twist kind of comes and it slows off a little bit. Um, but it still, it still ends pretty strongly. So I gave it a 78. Uh, it's Redemption Road by John Hart. I would recommend it. It is a little disturbing. Uh, it's a serial killer um, storyline, so some of the the action in the movie in the uh, book is a little bit disturbing, but overall, I'll give it a good grade. So, seventy-eight is my uh, cozy book corner rating for Redemption Road. Another cozy, another edition of cozy book corner. Um, so, my final drive. Um, I may have touched on this last week or two weeks ago, but um, bought a crazy awesome party game called Quiplash. Uh, it's part of the Jackbox um, Party Pack. If you have a PlayStation or an Xbox. Um, or I think you can do it on a computer. I'm not sure. Uh, buy it. Buy it immediately because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you do need about four to eight people to play, um, but if you do, it is so fun. It's, it's similar. I would describe it as a um, kind of like a, a Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity. But you make your own answers, and it's it's interactive. So you can you you're typing things in on the TV on your phone and everyone else around you is too and then you're voting on them so it's a lot of things going on it's fun it's well done um, the phone uh, system works way better than you expect it to you just log on and type yeah, in it you log easy. online you don't even need an app uh, type in a code and you're all set so um, yeah Jackbox Party Pack that's what we were doing last weekend it was a ton of fun um, so that's my shout out for Jackbox Party Pack. There you go, and yeah, and I can also attest to that. It's very fun, and also we've played it. We played it for a while uh, over yeah. the weekend, and no repeats or anything like that. So the the question library is pretty comprehensive. You know, you know, a lot of those games like that. Maybe sometimes you'll get a repeat here and there, but I haven't seen any repeats. So it's good. I think Give it a it. good grade. So that is all we have for episode twenty eight. We have to thank once again our sponsor, uh, Murphy Brothers Entertainment. Uh, for sponsoring this episode of the Family That Parties Together Stays Together. Thank you. And that's all we have. So we'll see you guys next week for episode 29. All right. Later days.